Across the United States, Indigenous families are searching for their loved ones. For closure. We would tell each other, what, what do you think she said? And what was her last words, you know? Did she cry for help or did she pray? The missing and murder Indigenous women. Alka, this is Mary. Ketanani, this is Sylvia. And, and welcome, welcome to the Native, Native Sisters Podcast. Welcome back. Hello, hello. We're back. <laughs> it's only been a week. Yeah. We're back on our schedule. Yep, Sundays, a recording day. Mm-hmm. What um, you been I up hope, to? I hope everyone's been staying safe out there with the Rona going around. I know people are getting, like, their normal seasonal colds and everything going around. You were sick forever. I was sick for a week. It wasn't the Rona though, it was a cold. Seemed like more than that. It wasn't. Anyways, um, Sylvie, why don't you tell everybody about the t-shirts? So we got our t-shirt order in. We have, um, we're gonna have the shirts up on our website available for purchase soon. We don't know exactly when, but we're working on it. we're gonna have sizes small through 4x um, we have black shirts and white shirts with our logo on them um, we have adult sizes only and if you're local um, and you're interested in purchasing them we can you can contact us personally DM us through Instagram or Facebook text us email yeah and um, we can talk about you're just meeting up, picking them up. Yeah. No delivery available. <laughs> For local. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta pick them up. We ain't DoorDash. <laughs> but we're going to have our um, them for sale on our website soon. I just got to set up everything for purchasing our accounts and stuff. Yeah, so we got um, our order in this week. We used a local business... Um, it's called Your Mark. The lady's name is Crystal. If you're interested and you're local to San Diego, East County, um, you can e- contact her through email at crystal, C-H-R-Y-S-T-A-L dot yourmark at gmail.com if you're interested at all. I think we're going to put some of our, we have like little pins. Oh yeah, we're going to put those on the website too. Yeah, put them up for sale. Yeah. But the t-shirts are really good quality. We paid a little extra for the better quality shirt so they last longer so that's good mm-hmm. and then we didn't really have any other updates we were just going with the story <laughs> yeah mary's doing a story today it's gonna be exciting are you ready yeah i'm ready take ready? it away <laughs> so today um i'm going to be covering rachel audrey sloan So one of the first things I wanted to talk about is by saying I'm going to be talking about a lot of uncomfortable and disturbing information. So if you aren't able to hear some things that are sensitive, then you may want to skip this one and listen to the next episode. But it's pretty um, in detail and it is disturbing information. So just FYI before I get into it, Um, this story... Um, actually, my friend Helena 
messaged me and she's like, hey, here's this story um, you might want to cover. So I looked at it and I read it and I seen that um, Rachel's from Laytonville and I have a friend that I went to Shemala with from Laytonville. So I actually messaged her and reached out and she, it's her cousin. So um, I did talk to her about this story and there's a lot of incorrect information on the internet regarding this story. So I went to the source, my friend, that's her family, and we have the facts here today. And I hope that, you know, the word gets out there on the truth and not the misinformation on the internet. Yeah. <clears throat> so here we go. So um, Rachel Audrey Sloan, she was born on February 17th, 1990, and this is her corrected birthday because the internet was an incorrect birthday and I, I checked multiple sites articles like they had a lot of misinformation and um, a lot of the information was actually one-sided I'll get a little bit more into that later but um, Rachel was the daughter of Alan and Deborah Sloan and Rachel was a member of the Cato Rancheria in Northern California. And that's the Cato Rancheria, also known um, as Laytonville Rancheria, I guess, they, the city, and meaning the people of the lake, the lake people. And Laytonville is about three hours west of Chico, California. Rachel was a member of the Cato Rancheria but um, her family was unfortunately disrolled in 1995. Um, Rachel's father, Alan, was from the Cato Venturia and her mother was non-native Caucasian woman. Rachel was raised by her dad and her grandparents, Bert and Lorraine Sloan. She was very bright and very smart um, one of her junior high teachers described her as outgoing, spirited, kind, and hardworking. And she also had a finely tuned sense of humor. <laughs> she was funny and silly, and she loved to laugh and make other people laugh. And she would just talk to anybody and make friends easily. Her father worked at the hardwood mill, and she was everything to her father. He loved her so much. She went to the Laytonville Elementary School and Middle School, and she graduated middle school in 2004, and she wanted to be a marine biologist. And Rachel lived with her grandparents and her dad. Rachel's parents um, had a complicated relationship and were very involved in alcohol and substance abuse. Um, Rachel rarely went with her mom and her grandma on her mom's side. And there was some tension that, because um, her father is Native American and her mom is Caucasian, so I think the grandma didn't agree with, you know, her being Native. And that was an issue that their, fam their Native family had dealt with and her being Native American. So Rachel's dad 
he tried to, you know, make things work out, but they didn't always get along. There was a lot of tension between the two families. Um, Rachel's mom did come back into her life in 1998, but in December of 1998, her mother was murdered. Oh, dang. And I'm going to get a little bit more into that later on in the episode, but um, this losing her mother tore Rachel apart. She was eight years old. She's heartbroken, you know, had a hard time. And then living with her grandparents, her grandma Lorraine passed away in 2005. And the loss of their grandma hit the family really hard. They all had a difficult time. And um, at the age of 15, Rachel started smoking weed and drinking. And when she was 18, she would take trips to San Francisco randomly, visiting her friends for months at a time, not coming home. She's very transient around this time. And her life started going downhill. And she started getting into heavy, heavier drugs during this time. And her family even discussed a few times of men dropping her off in the driveway while she was overdosing. And the family had to rush her to the hospital. Dang. And Rachel wanted to get sober, and her, her aunt wanted her to get sober, but every time they tried, you know, Rachel would take off. You know, it's hard. Typical, typical. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. You gotta want it. Yeah. And then there were even police reports and other information that she had arrests related to methamphetamine. Oh, dang. Um, Rachel was last seen by her family in 2012. And her family would, you know, try to talk to her, but she wasn't, um, wasn't able to, like, pay attention to the conversation. She wasn't paying attention. She's yeah. Um, her last whereabouts was surveillance video at Boomer's Bar and Laytonville Liquor. Once um, her aunt felt like something was wrong, they were starting to make missing persons fire her, her aunt and the tribal tribal police. Where's her dad? He was around, but he was, you know, struggling too with alcohol abuse. Hmm. But um, he, she was raised by her dad and her grandparents and she lived with them. Yeah. So once they found out like she was missing or, you know, she wasn't around, nobody can get a hold of her, they started searching for her in late 2013. Um, <clears throat> in some of the articles online, they said the family reported her missing in 2015, but they were looking for her before, way before that. So in 2013, they were looking for her. So I don't mm-hmm. know if um, they were struggling with, because she was like a transient person, like, you know, going out the long yeah. periods of time that maybe the police didn't think it was serious. I don't know. Um, but that was one of the... Concerns? Yes. So in the article, um, it said that Rachel was supposedly in Hopland, mm-hmm. and Hopland is about 58 miles south of Laytonville. But from what I'm hearing from her family is that this wasn't even true, that somebody made it up. So it wasn't even true that she wasn't even in Hopland. And, you know, that they didn't really know where she was. Mm -hmm. On May 16th, which is my birthday, May 16th, (laughs) 2013, 
a body was discovered by a hiker in Mendocino County, California. Mm -hmm. The body was stuffed in an abandoned refrigerator on Route 162, about a mile of the intersection of Highway 101, off Covello Road. Covello. Is it Covello? Yep. Covello. (laughs) (laughs) On the... uh, on the outskirts of Longvale in an old burn pile. And this is near railroad tracks. So just abandoned kind of where nobody was going to look. Yeah. At the time of them finding the remains, there was little known about the remains except that it was female, adult, and had a small stature. Um, and a, they had a charmed bracelet or necklace that was found on the body. And when they found the body was charred, it was basically beyond the bones charred bones, um, parts of her spine and skull. So it was decayed? It was burned. Oh. And put in this refrigerator. Dang. Um, a little about, about where it was, Longvale is about 10 miles south of Laytonville. Um, it's a very small, unincorporated community in Mendocino County. Uh, it's adjacent to the Northwest Pacific Railroad. It's like, if you look at the map, it's so... Out in the middle of nowhere. Kind of like live oaks to, to us. Kind it's of. unincorporated. All of, almost everything out here is unincorporated, but. And um, Longville has not participated in any of the census, so there was no population data. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really rural out there. Like, there's. Yeah. Um, there was DNA samples of the school that were taken. Um. And Rachel's family submitted DNA in 2015. And on September 9th, 2015, Rachel's body was identified. The cause of death was a gunshot to the back of the head. Dang. With the remains burned. And nobody knows how long she was there for. No. Well, she was missing since, what? 2013, they, right? Well, they, yeah, well, that's when they, um, you know, started, started to worry. To worry but yeah. the last time they seen her was in 2012. Oh, dang. Um, and going back to some information that when she was found, they said they had, she had bracelets on. They said it kind of looked like a necklace that was turned into bracelets. And one of them had WW blank D. Another one was and D blank blank. And I think it was like the, um, when I was reading articles online, everybody like made this a big deal. That, um, oh, well, what does this mean? And well, like it was, you know, start coming up with theories and stuff. Cause uh-huh. what would Jesus do? And then the devil always wins or the devil just won't win. That's what it was. But after talking to her family, she was her grandma was a christian and so was she like she was you know that's the way she was raised Mm -hmm. and her grandma would always you know read the bible to her and different things so it wasn't out of the norm for her to have something like this yeah but i don't know that's probably what it was yeah but you know on the internet everyone's trying to make stories and theories of yeah yeah. how she ended up there yeah but it was i feel like they made it a bigger deal than it was with mm-hmm. the whole bracelet thing but really in reality like she was a her grandma was a christian and would read her verses read her the bible her grandma could have gave her that bracelet yeah. and she's she would wear anything and everything that was a gift from someone so. yeah there was a lot of 
disagreements on this case with their families, you know, accusing other family, and um, there was a lot of tension. <laughs> and the, but the family does believe that whoever did this um, knew Rachel, that they, it was somebody she knew. Mm-hmm. And then they burned her to hide the evidence. Okay. Um, so earlier I said Rachel's mother, Deborah Sloan, she was murdered in 1998. <clears throat> and she was murdered by a serial killer in um, Mendocino County in December of 1998 and by John Annabelle of Fort Bragg. And John Annabelle, he was 41 at the time. He murdered and dumped Deborah's nude body off of the Brandscombe Road about five miles east of Westport. And Deborah was 42 at the time of her death. Mm. And that's when Rachel was eight. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was he caught yes. for that? So John Annabelle was only accused or uh, convicted of killing Deborah Sloan, but suspected of killing three other people. That doesn't make sense. I call him a serial killer if he's only been convicted of one murder. Yeah, but that was in the articles. It was in, what, 98? But I think he's still alive. I couldn't find a whole lot of information on him, but I didn't Is he really... out of jail? No. Oh. He, um, from what I heard from my friend, she said he was still surviving a life sentence. Wherever oh. he was. Hmm. Um, I didn't want to go into that too much because the story's not about him. Yeah. And, but it was crazy that her mom was murdered and then she was murdered. Yeah. Um, she was how old? 18? 19? Well, they don't know when, um, when she was killed. When they found her, how old? But when they found her, uh, they knew it was her by DNA results in 2015. She was born in 98? 90. Oh. So she was in her early 20s. Because they don't know for sure when she was found. Killed. I mean, killed, yeah. So on, even on Rachel's mother's side of the family, they had a lot of loss. So her mother, and then she had two aunts that um, died in a car crash, and a cousin in another car crash. Their family experienced a lot of loss. Rachel will always be remembered as being funny and silly and laughing and making others laugh. If you know any information, investigators and detectives have little knowledge of Rachel's life during this time she went missing. So it's still unsolved. This is unsolved, yes. Um, Any information would be helpful to help solve the murder. So it's a cold case. Yes. And I'm sure the police probably, the family did um, mention that they received, you know, little to no, barely any information from the police. Yeah. But if you do have any information regarding this, the murder of Rachel Sloan, please contact the Mendocino Sheriff's Office at 707-234-2100. 
story. That's crazy. Uh, Rachel Audrey Sloan. So one thing I wanted to share about this story is that a lot of the information that's online is incorrect. And I even heard like another podcast did the story, but it was all the information from the internet. Um, so Rachel's grandma on her mom's side, I guess she was one of the, a big influence on the social um, the media part, I guess. Yeah, that she was the one talking to the police and there. But at the time, like Rachel was raised by her native family in Laytonville, like she didn't really talk associate to her. with her yeah. mom's side oh, of the family. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think um, a lot of the information out there is just one-sided, and that's like one of the big reasons why I think um, we wanted to start our podcast is because we want to hear not just one side, we want to hear all the, you know, both sides, we want to hear the stories, and the but we want the truth. Yeah, you know? get the correct information. <laughs> and <I'm, laughs> our cousin was like, well... Um, when we first started, she's like, you got to get the Rez stories because those, <laughs> those are the real stories. Yeah. And that's, you know, we went to the source and we found this information from this, you know, her family. And yeah, I found that true when um, I was researching for Bear Diaz. Yeah. Because, like, I listened to, well, I tried to get through most of the podcasts that were on um, about him. And even when I talked to Leilani, his mom, she's like, yeah, a lot of that stuff is not even, they just Google search or like listen to some other podcasts. It's not even right. And then they talk a lot of crap about his lifestyle or, you know. About the money. About getting money for free. Yeah. It's dumb. (laughs) I even heard them talking about like the Kumei people and, um, what were they talking about like when they arrived and yeah San Diego, yeah like, it was, was like, like the, the history of like freaking <laughs> kumyai revolt like what happened and how we got here i'm like who is this lady <laughs> yes yeah. yeah so i think there's a lot of misinformation and even if we you know share something that may not be true let us know you know so we can help and get the truth out there yeah so that's pretty much it for today um do you have any questions (laughs) (laughs) no but i don't think that guy should be called a serial killer if he's only been convicted of one murder technically to be a serial killer at least two people i think i thought it was three oh maybe two or three you have to kill two or three people and technically he hasn't been convicted of killing yeah. Those other people, but yeah. suspected of killing. Anybody can be suspected of killing somebody. But I did read in the article that um, he had some girlfriend in 1980, like, and she just went missing. Like he, they were living together, and then she went missing, and they like never found her. They have no idea where she went. And then there was like two other people, two or three other people that he suspectedly killed. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not sure. But it's only least. been convicted of one. That's what it said. I'm like, I don't know. Like, but like I said, I didn't really dig into his story too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to, we put a little um, post out about native owned businesses. Not if you wanted us to share your information. We haven't really 
receive too many, <laughs> but we do know of a few. So one of the ones um, I wanted to share it again, which we already have, but Kumiai Revolt, they are on Instagram and Facebook. They sell stickers and merchandise. They do custom work too. Custom work. Um, so you can look that up. And then also Feather Lashes on Instagram and Facebook. It's um, Ty's business. She She's from Campo and she's she local lashes. out here. Yeah. So if you're looking to get your eyelashes did, <laughs> look her up. Feather Lashes on Instagram and Facebook and you'll, you can direct message her for appointments. And I think that's it for today. Yep, that's it. We can see you next week. Yep, see you later. <laughs>